Welcome to Global Minnesota Podcast, connecting, informing, and engaging Minnesotans with the world and exploring important international issues. For a complete list of programs and to join us, visit globalminnesota.org. Welcome again to all of you from around the world who've been watching and been with us today as we looked at this International Day of Education, focusing on the global agenda, the impact of the COVID pandemic on teachers, on learners, on education in general, and looking at how to recover and revitalize education for the COVID-19 generation. I'm really thrilled to have an old friend and one of the key leaders globally in the movement to bring climate and environmental literacy to our citizens, to our young and old people who are experiencing what climate chaos is doing and who are taking action by educating themselves and we are seeing new ways that governments and organizations and companies are adopting this agenda. And the reason that's happening is we've had amazing leadership for now half a century. Our organization that we sometimes refer to as Earth Day, some of us remember that 51 years ago, um, has become the global force, um, earthday.org. And we're here with the CEO and president, someone I uh, first met when uh, Earth Day was beginning to put together a multiracial, uh, multicultural coalition to lift environmental issues into a global arena. Kathleen Rogers, so thank you so much for joining us here today. We're excited to hear from you about the big progress that's happening in this movement for global climate, environmental literacy, and we're just appreciative of you taking time to be here with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mark, and it is really nice to see you again. Um, you were very much a part of our effort to build the first African-American, Latino, and Green movement uh, many years ago, almost 20 years ago, and um, you've had, done amazing things through your life, and we're so glad to be a part of this new, of the effort that um, that you're holding today with all these incredible people. And thanks for having me um, talk about climate and environmental literacy, a subject that's near and dear to Earth Day's uh, origins and heart and a campaign that we're focused on 365 days a year uh, in an effort to build a broader, more inclusive environmental movement, one that's educated on the issues and super active. Um, and so the campaign that I'm going to talk about began many years ago. In fact, one of the first things after the first Earth Day that happened was Richard Nixon, our president, signed the National Environmental Education Act, literally in the days after Earth Day. But unfortunately, uh, it fell by the wayside and never really became part of both the um, institution, education institution in the United States, and it was left to our many states to deal with that issue separately. And then globally, while we see environmental education and climate literacy integrated a little bit into the landscape of, of K through 12 schools and even universities around the world, you know, has not fully integrated into the um, international system. So a few years ago, we created a campaign that was focused primarily on hoping that the countries that are signatories to the climate agreement would adopt a provision, a new provision, um, that would call for what we're calling mandatory climate and environmental literacy with a civic engagement component. And while that sounds formidable, in fact, we've had enormous success working with many countries from the global south as well as the US and uh, many other countries, Italy, Mexico, 
uh, Great Britain, France, Germany, South Africa, to uh, bring these countries together to decide at the next Paris Agreement uh, meeting, which is called the Conference of the Parties, which will be in Glasgow this November, to agree either by unanimous vote or through their um, commitments around the Paris Agreement to follow through on this campaign and integrate climate environmental literacy and civic skills into their um, environmental education. And by that, we mean not just um, teaching it and in the science department or part of their STEM education, but also fully integrating it from K through 12, whether it's through arts, music, history, um, science, whatever department it is, what we call crosswalking it. So like technology, students will be learning the language, will be learning the civic skills that will allow them to participate fully in government. The three goals of the campaign are to build a fully educated and civically engaged electorate. Number two, to build a green jobs ready workforce. And lastly, to build a green consumer movement, which is particularly attractive to corporations and unions and others who want um, the jobs of the future. So the campaign um, is in full uh, swing. We have over 350 million people signed on through international institutions and US institutions. And these include NEA, AFT, major unions, major international unions, including um, earlier in the day, you heard from David Edwards, who runs um, an international union of teachers. They are signed on. So countries and organizations, unions and others, faith groups um, are coming together to and recognizing that we really need to take the big step. Um, EarthDay.org did a World Bank study over the last seven years that looked at climate environmental literacy and how it's taught around the world. And this campaign is born out of the knowledge now that while countries have the right interests in mind, um, they are not fully integrating it into their education. No country is. Um, and we extensively reviewed some of the major economies and the lesser developed countries to really look at how they were teaching it. And all of this um, was put into one large sort of base of knowledge, collecting lots of data that would help inform us as we created this campaign. So we're really excited about it. Um, we're, there's so much being written on it. I saw an article today um, talking about the green jobs benefits um, for this campaign. Uh, many of the former secretaries of education, ministers of education are all weighing in on this subject. And certainly in the United States as soon to be President Biden, uh, or now Biden, President Biden, um, uh, will incorporate this, we hope, into the commitment that the U.S. is making as we beg the rest of the world to get back into the climate agreement. So we're really hoping it will show up there, as well as through the agencies in the U.S. and abroad. And again, um, our countries include uh, a wide variety of very developed countries and lesser developed countries, all of whom really hope um, that if they educate their public and educate their K through 12 students, put research and development dollars into their universities and build green jobs, that they will own a piece of the green economy. Because for us, the last thing we want is for a handful of tech companies to own the green economy when we know energy is decentralized and these jobs um, are critically important to uh, all of us as we move forward into what we think will be an explosive green and sustainable economic future. Well, so Kathleen, that is, yeah, sorry. This exciting campaign 
lots of people are watching right now from all over the planet and all over our country. And I'm guessing they're thinking, okay, this is something I, or maybe my classroom, or maybe my workplace or my business wants to be a part of. What are the elements where they could contribute so that at the Glasgow Conference of Parties, there's really a global agreement that then we all pick up and know that we're all responsible. Campaigns can win language, but then how can our viewers um, kind of harness themselves and participate in this campaign? Well, there are a couple of ways. Um, first of all, to the extent you're part of a, an organization, your organization can sign on to this. And once they do, you can do it through our website, um, earthday.org and under climate literacy, uh, along with uh, close to 400 organizations that have already signed on and, and millions of individuals. Um, if you're an individual, there's also an opportunity for you to sign on and be part of a global network of teachers that are pushing this, whether it's inside your school or with your local school district or moving up the ladder to your uh, environmental or education ministers. One of the interesting things about the campaign is that um, the way countries divide who's in charge of what. So on the Paris Climate Agreement, it's the environmental minister and the internal or foreign affairs or the foreign affairs office. And so the Department of Education is sometimes left out of mm -hmm. that equation. So for example, um, in Italy, one of our first signatories, and they came out in favor of this two years ago at the last conference of the party, in Madrid, along with Mexico and the organizations that run the Paris Agreement. But what we found is that um, a lot of countries were interested in teaching climate environmental literacy through their civics department or history departments, yeah. which was really interesting. So Italy actually adopted an entire program to teach climate environmental literacy through their civic department and other countries are coming forward. So teachers or organizations that sign on can contact everything all the way up the chain of command when it comes to education and then reach out to the environmental ministers which often have an education department within them or their state departments or foreign affairs offices uh, because all of these people are slowly but surely becoming engaged and if you um, are able to do any of this we'd love to work with you and other groups that are part of our network would be really helpful to you i'm sure because there's going to be a giant push between now and the next conference of the parties. And uh, I think, as I mentioned earlier, there is a pre-conference in Milan. And so uh, that will happen a, a month before the event. And we hope to have um, at least a thousand teachers and students attending that event to help us push through the last step before we end up in Paris. And then of course, the hard work begins to get every country to work on it internally and really integrate this crosswalk it through every subject and treat it the way we did science and technology when the technology wars erupted many years ago with the long-term goal of having every country own their own green economy and not have it be part of some global set of corporations that own our green future. And so at the heart of this is a fully engaged citizenry owning the means of production when it comes to energy, which is perfectly, uh, um, doable and also to chart their own green future and allow them to reach their climate commitment. So it's a long involved uh, process, but as you know, all of the teachers who are listening to this and other people at the heart of everything we do is education. Well, this um, broader concept, which is literacy at the core of people being able to then be informed and then as informed citizens to act, we think about it in terms of financial literacy 
we think about it in terms of safety, we're now being aware that we have to be pandemic prepared and be really civic minded and literate. So it is uh, exciting for me, trained as a high school social studies teacher and person who thinks about how do we make it real these visions. It sounds like you've fought through and I've, you know, 51 years of Earth Day, now Earth Day. <laughs> I haven't been around that long, but well, yeah. <laughs> no, but, but, but we all have remembered and you were there in the beginning and kicked this up and kept it up with a lot of other people from around the world. Um, but we are now at a moment where the pandemic has given us both pause and a warning. The economic dislocation has reminded us if we needed it, that all of us are interconnected and we have the idea of sort of governance by goal where we know we have to reach these objectives in climate in greenhouse gas emission and in changing the trajectory of warming and if every citizen is literate they can be a participant not just in knowing oh my gosh there's the danger but in finding and being part of the solution so Kathleen, thank you so much for creating. Thank you the so much for having me. I, I, I really admire what you've accomplished here today. It's really terrific. Great. Thank you so much. You're giving people a place so they can make a difference. And that's what people want to do with their lives. And thank you for making a big difference with all of your life. And uh, see you again soon. I Bye hope now. so. Take care. Thank